today we're going to be talking about some common mistakes that I see in marketing, uh, how to come off authentic in your branding, in your marketing, and the importance of uh, preparation when it comes to video content. And then finally, we got two really interesting, cool stories from Ray-Ban and Facebook that you're going to want to hear. So stick around and uh, check it out. All right. So, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about today, guys, one of the most common mistakes that I see people make in their marketing, their sales, it's all over the place. Um, and it has so many different implicated, uh, implications in marketing and social media. Uh, it's called the, the paradox of choice. Too many choices is a bad thing. Not enough choices is also a bad thing. People think, you know, unlimited choices, total customization is good. But in reality, when it comes to marketing, running your business, um, actually has a lot of setbacks. So the biggest um, example of this that I see is restaurant owners and their menus. They do this, okay? If you have too many items on the menu, if you have too many things going on, too many options on your sales presentation, um, people can't make a choice. They get totally paralyzed by that and that actually diminishes the quality of their experience. People like customization, they like having choices, but they also need to be narrowed down into a certain grouping like that can make those choices reasonable for them. Um, I see this a lot of times in marketing when it comes to posting call to actions, right? We have a call to action that says, give us an email uh, or text us, or you could call us or you could leave us a Facebook message or DM, whatever it is. Just keep it to one thing, right? Just say, okay, give us a call. That doesn't mean they're not going to email you. It's just saying being specific is actually good. So when we talk about video content or content in general, we don't want to talk about everything. We just want to talk about a few things, one set specific thing. So I want to get kind of your opinion on that because it's something I've been seeing a lot when I'm working with my clients and I try to do a good job of this too. Like even in, you know, when we put out proposals or, or anything, narrow the options down a little bit. I think goal consolidation yeah. is like the key word there because if you want, it's like, goes back to call to actions on ads, right? Call me or email me or text me or whatever. It's way easier if you run an ad or way, way more actually effective if you run an ad that just says, call me. And then you track how many calls did you get? It's not just casting a wide net and hoping that it works out. It's being specific about what you want to get from your ad and then reverse engineering the content back to get that. But yeah. Yeah, you, you see it happen on ads a lot too, where they're trying to you know bulk together a lot of different types right? They'll want a brand awareness or traffic or leads all in one. And it's, it's, it's very helpful, but also more effective to have that healthy balance where it's, Hey, like, let's pick one, uh, make sure that, you know, you're, you're targeting that goal most effectively. So if you're, if your main goal is website traffic, like let's prioritize that call to action instead of also trying to yeah, drive people to the website. But no, I also want the leads. I also want this. I also want more awareness. Like, no, no, like we'll create different campaigns for different goals. But, you know, don't try to, you know, merge so much into one. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing about this, like paradox of choice in knowing about it, once you know about it, you can apply it to your industry. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not specific to one thing. It's kind of human nature. So an example of this was um, they were looking, this client was looking to run a promotion for like the new year. And they were like, okay, let's make this flyer that has, okay, we can do 5% off class X, 
you know, 10% off this class, or you could just do a one-time discount becoming a new member. And it was like a gym of, it was something in health and fitness. Right. And so they had all these things and it's like, how is someone going to look at that and then make a real decision as far as like, okay, I want this one. Like what you did is just make sure that they're un, like, right. ah, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna do this. Be specific so that maybe you can hit one person who really wants to, you know, take that, you know, f- intro to boxing or whatever it is, or intro to the gym, whatever be specific in your marketing. So that that's one thing I thought was cool. And I thought it applies to pretty much everyone. Yeah. And, and think about it from the, from the consumers or the viewers point of view, uh, what's going to be easiest. Do, are they going to be overwhelmed? Well, when you see it, you know, put, put yourself in, in the consumer shoes. Like if you were to be hit with that same campaign, whether it's a post, whether it's a call to action and ad, whatever it may be. But you know, if you're looking at it, and you're getting overwhelmed, like, well, you know, what, what should I do here? Yeah. Then it's probably too much, right? Simplify that down, pick one, strategize, make it the most effective. Yeah. Ex- imagine like if you went to a doctor's office and you had high blood pressure and they were like, okay, yeah, here's, tw- we have so many different drugs that can fix this. <laughs> Just w- we can, whatever you want. Yeah. And it's like, right. no, 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 no. Give me <laughs> options. I can't choose 20 fries. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. So there's diminishing returns when it comes to, um, it's choice overload. Too many choices, not good. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. The, the that's nec- why sometimes they pick the prescription. Give it to <laughs> exactly. You, right? Exactly. It's be a, a consultant. That's, what, yeah. that's why sometimes we say, no, no, this is going to be the best. Let's yeah. start with this. Yep. And, and, you know, let, let's test the effectiveness. But it's and, our job, and, I think, to it narrow goes. it down because yeah. there are 20, 50 unlimited, unlimited. options for whatever. Totally. So it's our job to narrow it down, present the client with three reasonable options and say, okay, here's what's, here's what's going to be most effective. Yeah, exactly. It's going to work yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that choice overload comes into effect all the time on social media because people say to themselves, okay, I can post anything on social media. How the f- am I supposed to decide what to post? Right. Well, have a system and narrow things down. And that's why it kind of leads into our next point about, um, you know, preparation for your content, preparation for video. Um, what you can do is give yourself boundaries to operate in, Pre- prepare a little bit, and then say, okay, I want to talk about this one specific service, or I want to go into this one specific thing. And then you can make content about that. Um, so I want to ask Justin about this a little bit. When it comes to video content, people get overwhelmed, paralyzed with fear because it's like, okay, I can make, I'm going to sit down and make 10 videos today. That's my goal. But they sit down in front of the camera and they're just like, oh shit, what am I, what am I doing? So can you talk a little bit about that and like some ways to curb that? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like you said, it comes down to preparation and it depends on, you know, I always say this, it comes down to what your goals are. So you start there and, um, you know, like you said, you don't want to just go in and think you can just do a video and then just sit down in front of the camera and just go blank. Like that's the worst. And a lot of people do that. So I think the biggest way, like you said, a little bit of preparation, have those boundaries that you're going to work within. Um, but don't stick to the script too much. You know, obviously a little bit of preparation is good, but yeah. And then, you know, there's a couple of different components you want to focus on, right? Like you want to focus on what you are going to talk about as far as like just inf- information. Um, you want to consider kind of like what the look is you want to go for, because you guys know in social media, you probably want to keep your branding consistent. You want to keep everything right. relatively consistent. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's that's another big thing that you have to focus on. Um, in your experience, what are some other things, you know, we deal with yeah. it every day. Like what are some things that you guys see that you think clients should kind of prepare more for their shoots? The one major thing, and I, because I'm passionate about this, is that the persona sheet we use with our clients, it's the messaging and the audience. Be specific about who you're going to talk to. Identify your target persona, who that person is, and then their pain points. 
So if you're talking about first time home buyers, what are the biggest pain points for those first time home buyers that you're looking for? Figure out how you can solve those problems and then create content around it. So we're not talking about all things real estate. We're talking about what are five pieces of content I can put out there that are going to solve those first time home buyers problems. And that's just an example. But you, if you use that process, and that's kind of what I do with all my clients, that's going to lead you to um, better content, I think. And it's going to start being a lot easier to think of content ideas because it's more of a narrow scope. It goes right back to just being specific about your goals. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is um, as part of that persona sheet, also, you know, matching the content to each of those personas as well. Mm -hmm. Right. It's um, the, the goal behind that persona sheet is not only to help you identify the pain points of, of your target audience, but it also helps you internally strategize what kind of content you should be putting out during what time. So that's that's another thing that goes along with preparation because depending on what industry you're in, based on what's happening at that point in time, it also helps you plan for that and break things down, whether some topics should be short form for, for those pain points, whether some should be long form. Going back to the first episode, you know, when we talked about which kind of medium and structure is best, it, it helps you figure that out, like what type of form is going to be best for the pain points you're solving based upon your audience. Is your audience in a fast-paced market? They don't have that much time. Okay, well, based off of the pain points you identified on the persona sheet, uh, can you make quick tip videos? Is it going to be long form? So that's a, you know, that, that it's almost like a hidden gem of the persona sheet that a lot of people don't think about, but it's, it's key because it helps you strategize on the best forms of content. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that kind of goes back to the original point Justin was making about like preparation a little bit, you know? If you're getting stuck on video content, whether you're working with a videographer, an agency, or just doing it yourself, can't stress that enough. That little bit of extra preparation beforehand, before setting up the camera, that's going to go so far because I've seen so many people who are like, yeah, I tried doing it. I just got like stage fright alone by myself. Couldn't think of anything to say. I wasted a half an hour and it's like, that sucks because you put in, you did all the hard stuff. The easy stuff is just sitting down for 15, 20 minutes, writing some of these things out, figuring out the topics and then going into it. Right. So that little bit of preparation, I think helps a lot. And that's what we do with our clients. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We always say like bullet points, not scripts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the main rule. Cause none of us are actors. So we're not trying to write perfect scripts and nail our lines verbatim. You can't come off authentic that way. Bullet points to guide your topics but they allow you to be yourself and and yeah just remain authentic and kind of be casual about the way you hit each thing yeah and that's a perfect segue into the next thing we want to talk about which was authenticity in your marketing authenticity in your video content um, you don't have to be scripted you don't have to be you know over the top like reading from a teleprompter but you know there is some things that you can do to come off more authentic so russ you had some ideas on that and, and if you want to elaborate on that a little bit yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is just like explaining to people that this, there is a split between documentation and creating content, documenting and creating content. And when a lot of people say, oh, I want to be more authentic, really what that's telling me is that they want people to see what they're really doing in their day to day. Like I want people to see me for who I am and what I'm doing, like the real conversations you're having. And so the best way to be authentic is to be super raw and just document your day to day. That's really pure authenticity is documentation like a documentary of your own 
sell for your own business, your own team working together in the office, nothing more authentic than that. And then the creation side goes into what Justin was just talking about where you do need more planning and, and that's the split. And it's okay it's that one or both the other. of those things exist. People are like, oh, I have to do one or the other. Nope. There's a balance. There's a balance. But those are the two content streams. It's it's one or the other. So think to yourself, do I want to document what's going on? Like yep. it's and it's easier said than done. Like for an office environment, it, it's it's easier if you're like a construction company or like you're building homes. Documenting is kind of a no brainer because it's like we need to get photos of us <laughs> working on yeah. these projects and it's more physical, visual work. But to each their own. Like there's a strategy to be super authentic and document what you do no matter what industry you're in. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to just, you know, take a quick story about you getting a coffee or you mm-hmm. having a meeting or you playing with the dog in the office or whatever it might be. Right. You know? Right. It's, uh, you know, I think the principle behind authenticity is it's the one thing that you can't compromise on. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes, it might be different based upon, you know, what you do, what kind of authentic content you're kind of rolling out there to, to show what you're all about. It is the one trait that if you compromise on now, you compromise on every single other core value that you have. Also, mm-hmm. like if you're not authentic, you lose transparency. And people can smell right? like, yeah, smell yeah. It. You, you lose your integrity. You lose, you know, whatever additional value that you may be providing but now it's going to be taken with a grain of salt because now you know you've kind of presented yourself as someone that you're not or and and like you said you you can smell that you can smell that you know coming from a mile away so yeah it's one thing you never want to compromise on however you you do it you do it in a way that's comfortable for you based on what it is but you definitely always want to be authentic And, and it's in subtle ways too like people have asked me before like what should i wear it's like, well, what do you wear? What would you wear? <laughs> yeah, what right. do you always wear? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. what, like, what should, well, if, I, if you're giving tips to people, say, you know, I'll go back to real estate. If you're giving tips about real estate, what the hell would you be telling your clients on a day-to-day basis? You know, what would you be talking about? Talk about that stuff. That yeah. It's authentic. Don't, just because we're in front of a camera doesn't mean the whole world has to change. It's all the same shit. You're just right. putting it on social media. Yeah. You know, do all the things that made you successful in real life and right. then transcribe that on social media. We right. don't have to be, you know, HVC or whatever the hell that channel is, like influencers right. once the camera starts rolling. That, and that's what just I was going to say. Like uh, the word to the wise is like you already are the influencer that you are going to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like I like that. It's documenting who you are. You don't need to be an actor or change your personality. If you document who you are and allow that to bring in the right people, you can you can do this forever. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. If, yeah and, and don't get swayed by what you see. Right. No. It's it's different for everyone. So it's um like you know there's that complex where where you know people think oh I have to be this image for people to like me or to or for me to grow my business and I. Oh, you know, it's to no. be you, the, the people that like you for you are going to do business with you. That's who you, you know, want. You can't, yeah. You're not going to attract every single one. Like that's why demographics exist. That's why yeah. target markets exist. Yeah. Like everyone's different. There's enough audience so, so to yeah, go around. Be you. Yeah. And, and the more authentic you are, the more easier it is to maintain consistency with content. Yes. Keep that going, yeah. you know, keep the creativity and, um, and creative juices flowing on what to release. Uh, but well, that's if, the, main the thing, moment right? you try to be someone that you're not, you run out of ideas. Right. How, how unsustainable how is it? You to, know how to, to be yourself. Right, right. It's not, and, and it's exhausting <laughs> if, <laughs> totally. you, if you try to be that person who's like, yep. 
just faking it for the camera every time because you know you shut right when the camera goes off. It's like shutting the zoom. <laughs> yeah. Shutting zoom on your laptop. You're like, like yep. okay, the acting's done. And you don't want to, no. you don't ever really want to be in that position. So many people yeah. with their first shoot will come in and just have this persona that they like <laughs> saw on YouTube and they have to be high energy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if you're not a high energy person, right. I don't. Yeah, just Because not everyone's high yourself. energy. There's right. just as many and people that's okay. right, that are like you are naturally. You know, exactly. you're yeah. not going to appeal to everyone. You can't just be yourself. Yeah. That's going to be the best option. If you're yeah. a little nerdy, be a little fucking, be a little who cares? Nerd. Be nerdy. Yeah. If you're yeah. like yeah. super well put together, don't try to be like chill beach guy. Like it's not, right. I think right. the people who highlight on their insecurities are like them, you know, they totally, they're more authentic. Well, the, you the know, more consistently yeah. you create too, you, people will see you on a day that you were, like I was saying, I was exhausted on the first day that we ever shot <laughs> the podcast. I was just <laughs> super tired. And today I'm just not as tired. Yeah. Like, and so people will see, the yeah. difference people will see like if you keep creating content that's how they get to know you yep. right yeah and you're not always at 100 percent. like everybody you come to work you're not always at 100 percent. that's right. okay you don't have to be 100 percent for right. your videos as long right. as you show in up in real life in yeah. the office yeah. people don't expect you to be like 100 percent all the time you're right. gonna yeah 100 yep. percent. i once went to a <laughs> shoot where the client was practicing <laughs> the level of smile <laughs> like they were, you know, yeah. they were cheesing back and yeah. forth. Yeah, like, like is so this bad. too much? Is, is this too much? Is this too little? Do I look happy? Do yeah. I? Yeah, it's, some it's clients like just relax. got so yeah. nervous. It's like <laughs> it's like let's relax. And I get right? it. Like I get because <laughs> oh, I've yeah. been 100%. there. So I, it's yeah, not. It's, like, it's funny, but it's so true. People do that. That's well, the norm. You well, know? the funny yeah. thing is, is the more they did that, the more crazy I they appear on the camera. And I was like, okay, well, let's just okay. How about how about we sit normally? Let's see how that looks. Looked, looked amazing, mm-hmm. you know, perfect. I'm like, dude, we're st- just stop. having a conversation. Yeah, I used to. That's you don't need to think about all of that. Like, just just have a conversation. You know, let let's have fun. Let's shoot some content. Yeah, don't don't worry about those granular things. Those are all made up things on social no media. You do not need to replicate an image. People it's, see it's all, you every it's all day. BS. Right. Like yeah. you're in, you're working. This is how everybody else sees you. So to be super self conscious now, just because you're on camera, it's right. everybody knows what you look like. You're not gonna hide that. Like. Yeah. And it's fine. Every, people in do fact, they'll hate with you. your content when they see it because they'll be like, that's not who he is. Right, yeah, yeah right. It's and, yeah. and let's not forget, your starting base of audience, most likely, if you're starting from scratch especially, is going to be your, your, friends, your friends or family. And those are the people yeah. that are going to see it first, you know, people that have already followed you. And if if they think you're being fake, <laughs> how's that going to resonate yeah. to your customers, right? So, yeah, no, but be authentic. Relax. Yeah. One, have, have some fun during content days. One, one last thing on that that I think is kind of a funny story. I, I, and I used to do this all the time. I don't know if you did it too or Justin, but I would literally have, if we're sitting down doing like interview style videos, I would have people um, like, just t- tell me what you're going to say. And I would like roll, like I would record, start recording oh, and I just genius. wouldn't talk. Like, no, no, it's not on. It's not on. Just tell me like what that you're going to say. And, yeah, oh, I, do, I, would, I literally <laughs> would do it all the fucking time. Yeah. And then they'd be like, okay, so does that make sense? And I was like, yeah, I think that's perfect. And I would like start packing up. They're like, what? And I'm like, we're done. <laughs> I was recording the whole yeah, thing. They're like, oh, they, and yeah. they were like, you are so good. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, just talk those about have some secret sauce you know, right there. Yeah, exactly. Those have sometimes turned out to be the best clips too. Best clips, yep. yeah. Most genuine, most shares, more, most engagement compared yeah. to because you can tell. Video, so. It's like okay, I want people to know this about us. I really like. It's just that authentic, like them telling the you, you behind the it. scenes, the, the way, way you say it. it's like yeah. this is what I want people to know for real. Yeah, because it's at, you know, and then you roll and it's like, hey guy, like it's, oh, it's or you roll. And it's like hard. I'm very trustworthy and honest, <laughs> and it's like, dude, <laughs> what's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, come on.
core values. Yeah. Anything else on that? I'm good on that one. I think that's that was good. All right, cool. So the last thing that we want to talk about is uh, Sahil. You had some interesting stories you wanted to tell us about Ray Ban and Facebook. They have some new current events going on that we keep up with for you. So you know, everyone listening doesn't have to always be on Social Media Insider. Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing. Yeah, definitely. Well. Ray-Ban stories, I think that's what they're calling the, you know, um, it's by Meta. So if you remember Ray-Ban stories being the glasses themselves, the, the, right? So, uh, if you remember back in 2016, when Snapchat released, the what, what was spectacles. it? Yeah, spe spectacles, then Google had their Google glass. So Facebook is creating their own and mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm still getting used to referring to Facebook as Meta. You know, I'm still getting used to that, but yeah, Facebook slash my, but yeah, they're creating their own, uh, called the Ray, uh, Ray-Ban just stories. I think mm -hmm. that's what they're calling it. And these are pretty cool because see Google glass and spectacles were a complete flop because yeah. number one, people, just, people what these are physical glasses with yeah, like these, a camera built in. Yeah, where these were physical stories. glasses. Yeah, these were physical. You know, it, it was it was hardware. You you wear these. These were glasses. It Creeper lets you, glasses. Yeah, it let, <laughs> it let you record videos and 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 so on. But the the number one thing why they flopped was people just hated how they looked. Yeah, they, they just looked They're stupid. Goofy. You know, it was it was goofy for everyone. Mm. All right, and uh, so Meta at least hey, they're partnering with with Ray Ban, and I think the, um, they I forget the exact name, but they're Ray-Ban itself was uh, partnering with uh, uh, like this designer that was supposed to, you know, make it a goal of making it more aesthetic and, and stuff like that. So they tackled that that issue and, and they look pretty cool. But I'm more curious to see how they're going to be. Um, yeah, if we can pull it up, that'd be awesome. They solved the first pain point of making them look good. So I, I think that's going to go a long way. But I'm more curious just to see how these are going to tie into the future technologies and what opportunities are going to be enabling uh, some of the things that were in their initial report. And they've already started test driving, um, you know, these in, in four markets, I believe Spain, Austria, Belgium, I, I forget the, the last one, but uh, you know, they're supposed to have open air speakers, the ability to send and read messenger chats so they interface right with your social media. Yeah, on on command um, voice. Cool. So it's it's tying in all these future technologies, and it's going Still to be cool bulky. to see. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be well. It's going to be cool to see how future ads are going to tie into it. Are you going oh, to be yeah. able to see augmented reality pieces that are a whole separate just dimension of content? Is you know are these going to be instrumental in accessing that the metaverse in, in, in an easier way uh, it's, you know there, there's just so much that's still not planned but you know it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure uh, i mean we definitely know that's where they're heading yeah like that's the goal is to be able to see your notifications like on those screens no no, on, no. don't lift lift up your your wrist open your eyes yeah. and here is who yeah. just liked your facebook story yeah, yeah. yeah. so yep. and if i'm crazy. not mistaken it's also uh, supposed to allow cross uh, platform capabilities. So it's not supposed to be only Facebook uh, exclusive. So uh, if there is the chance where they might allow other apps to also build up upon this new platform, I guess, yeah. uh, or this new frontier, there's just a lot of opportunity, I think. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be a huge piece 
in the future. If you remember when AirPods first came out, you know how everyone laughed at them? Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like, like, dude, this looks silly. That's why they're not know? testing in America, so they don't get, like, flamed it's on like, Twitter. Like, this, <laughs> is, you know, this looks silly. And they, you know, I'm going to lose yeah, those yeah, in a minute. Wires, yeah, wired headphones all the way. I'm, I'm never going to buy these Bluetooth. There, and now they're a staple, yep. uh, <laughs> you know, for, for everyone. So this can very well turn into a similar situation on the social end where it's, it's enabling so much and i'm thinking just not only on the social uh end but just other things what if they develop technologies where people with sight uh might benefit and i'm I'm sure there's going to just be so many different verticals that are going to be added into this that it's not going to be just for you know, augmented reality or just for the social end, there's going to be other technologies. Capability for people who are like sight impaired or something like that. Exactly. Like, like think about how like iPad was a hardware that originally was just supposed to be a big form of an iPhone just to allow you to browse. But now it's turned into something that hospitals use to, to, to perform surgeries to, yeah, to virtual realities and, and, you know, building holograms for, for engineering firms. And it's good. It's just going to evolve into so much. So I wanted to, uh, say it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Do we, do we go around and make predictions? I'm going to say it's going to do better than spectacles, but still, I don't think people are going to use them. I don't it's, think people it's are going to close, but it's it'll probably be one, another five years, five to be ten years longer. before people yeah. are like day to day, like going to meetings with like just because it's just in their like, boxes, I, putting their glasses but, on, and you're in the conference room. Yeah, it's close, but yeah, yeah. I, I think. Like you said, it's going to take some time to roll out. So I think within that rollout period, they're going to improve upon it, slim down the design, make changes. Uh, because Ray-Ban itself is a popular brand. Like people do wear oh, th- yeah. their glasses. That's, that's yeah, a yeah. huge partnership. Yeah so, yeah. so I think, you know, people will wear them. Yeah. Maybe instead of buying, you know, a new pair of shades, they're going to buy these. Why not? For an extra hundred bucks. Yeah. For an extra, you glass. know, if, if they can get it to look the exact same way. Do they record too? Or is yep. it just yeah, straight so uploaded? Uh, I think these these first uh, ones that were released in the test market they allow 60 seconds worth cool. of, of upload. Yeah, I wonder if HD. they have a hard, uh, do they have like a, a, a SD in, inside or do they like Bluetooth to your phone or something? It's probably like a micro or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's pretty cool. All right, I'll, I'll hedge my bet a little bit. I think they might ah. catch on in a specialty <laughs> market. Like I could see like, Making like law enforcement or yeah, military I, have to wear something like that. You know, they have, I bet you they have I almost, a, a I almost bought one. Just because it's a like Ray Ban, I think out, it's I going I sent to. it to you guys. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is kind of cool because we could, you could make like first person video content almost. You know That's what I mean? True, that right. would be kind of like a cool thing. Yeah, it's, it's just going to enable new forms, just new forms of short form or, yeah. or instant. It's just going to. Yeah. It's, so and, and plus at the end of the day, it is a recognizable brand. People do buy Ray Ban glasses just right now so i think that partnership is what will they learned a lot from google glass and they learned from snapchat spectra work yeah. like these were self-designed hard- hardware pieces by those other companies and they looked goofy right if you, you know, can't get people yeah, to they, actually they look wear goofy them as public, hell so that's like yeah. these look cool yeah. you know if, if you're on a summer day or you need some ray banch like no it's like some people might try these out so we'll, we'll see gotta i imagine mean, there's like oculus technology in there or it's potentially will be in there in the yeah, future AR versions like facebook's a pretty big leader in the that world too so yeah i think yeah. to go off your point too sahil i think you know this technology like you said has been around and it's been tested and 
it's not as big as it's going to be. I think I agree with Russ. Within five five or so years, I think we'll really be like reaping the benefits of the fact that this technology is around. Um, and then back to your original point too about people with different disabilities and stuff. Like I think about five years ago, Bose came out with something very similar, which is instead of the visuals, they had um, audio coming through the the sides. So one feature that was for people with um, you know who are vision impaired or blind, they could like you know hear their directions and they could literally mm. track them with the GPS and then tell them exactly where to go, tell them when there's things that are in their yeah. way and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's going to be in a, a completely next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so not a many. finished product, but you, you can, you can see the, it's going to take some go. time. Yeah. And, and that's why I think they, pr- they tested it out in these smaller markets, but markets that are also smart, friendly yeah. are, are tech like eager. Yep. So they're yeah, going to learn a lot from that. Yeah. It's not like yeah. they math rolled it out or anything, but it'll definitely take some time, but I'm, I'm curious to see, especially with everything that's augmented and virtual going on. You know, if, if this was a few years back, we're, you know, things were still on device, uh, majority then then yeah i mean th- it might flop but with with the future that th- that we talk about just voice is is taking over augmenting virtual coming all of these different new frontiers there has to be something that's going to help bridge you into that yep uh so yeah it's going to be curious to see i mean you know it's it's still in its early stages but it, it they have started a year ago they announced it no one could buy these but at least Keep in mind, they're investing billions of dollars into into R&D for this stuff. And if they just did that for a whole year and still decided, hey, it's worth testing this out, they probably saw something too. So, yeah, yeah, let's let's keep an eye on it. I think sometimes there's, to go off that point too, I think there's sometimes a disconnect between regular everyday people who may or may not use this um, and then people like us who would just nerd out about this stuff. And I think the bridge will eventually, you know, the gap will eventually bridge, but um yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I'm definitely interested to see where this is going to go. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the gap that they're trying to bridge with the regular people, like everyday people, because yeah. Ray-Ban is a everyday exactly. company. That's the mass right? majority. It's, yeah, exactly. it's, it'll be the younger, like younger crowd. Like you see kids now, like or basically everyone younger than us is like they're natural born content creators. All of them are on their phones all the time. So this is like an easier way for them yeah. to upload to Snapchat, and it's like a cool first person view. I'm I, sure those are the types of people that will be like early adopters, like younger right. millennials and stuff. But I guarantee you if Ray-Ban's doing this, all the other companies, Oakley, are, oh, they're yeah. going to follow with their yeah. own versions and it's just going to be a new market. Oakley could get away then with bulkier. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Tough. Yeah. But you know, you were, you were mentioning army and, and things, you know, the, like the tough gear, it's th- there's opportunity for mm. application, different right. manufacturers to make different versions. Right. Yeah. For, for yeah. swimmers, wh- whatever it may be that the divers that like to record underwater videos, at yeah. least now they don't have to mount three GoPros to their head, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and try <laughs> it'll actually be kind yeah, of cool to see just, those uh, cross brand situations where like Axon, it makes all of the uh, military can or the like uh, military cameras. Like I'm sure there's going to mm-hmm. be cross promotion between companies oh, yeah. like that. And then companies like Oakley or Ray-Ban or whatever it is, or yeah. GoPro and Under Armour get together right, and they right, come right. out with their version. Yeah, so it'll gonna... be cool to see. It'll be cool to watch. Did they say what the price is going to be on this? Like I believe it's two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. 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 So that's crazy, and it's, it's consumer so level. It's you know, it's professional quality gear at a consumer level price. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is some Ray Bans that are just normal everyday wear are more expensive than that. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah, that. Not, there's so that yeah, other piece. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah, not there's the seven hundred thousand dollar Ray Bans, and yeah. <laughs> you know, like this looks like it's at least sturdy built yeah. and yeah. not going to yeah. break. So. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So to change uh, to to pivot there a little bit. 
um, the next thing, the next kind of big story coming out with Facebook, they did something that I'm really surprised to hear. So Sahil, you want to fill us in on that? Keep us up to date? Yeah, definitely. So I want to say this in in a clearer manner. Uh, There's been, you know, over the years, there's been a plethora of just fake reviews, endangering business profiles, lowering their rankings, ruining, you know, consumer perception of those businesses. And in the past, all you could really do is submit a support ticket to Facebook or, or flag it yourself, reach out to the customer in, in hopes of working it out and, um, and, and solving it that way. But, you know, one of the biggest pain points was the fake reviews where you couldn't reach out. It was obviously just paid for <laughs> through a third party just to hurt your business. And there was no way to get rid of these because, I mean, Facebook support was kind of just non-existent. Like the most you can do is do a support ticket and you can't reach out to these customers. And it was just really, especially the small businesses, the mom and pop shops, the local shops where, where reviews, uh, you know, matter a little bit more. It was killing them. So just spam, re- right? Spam. Yeah, reviews, just spam. Bots. I mean, yes. And, and yeah. now it's it's even worse than that. Now it's like even the names sound spam and you yeah. can't remove them. It's you know, like so clearly not real. Yeah, yeah it's I mean. Yeah, and we're talking about Meta, but the other day we saw a review on Google, and the name was Spam Foo. Oh my god! <laughs> like Spam Foo. One star review. Was, yeah, one star review. It's, and it's, it's never it's even like, about the business. It's, it's not like, like we, a specific. It's just a totally random like. And we flagged that. We flagged that, and and said, "Hey, this is spam," and and just you know conflict of interest behavior, and and you know they they said no. Yeah. I mean, we want to value reviews and the and the honesty of yeah. our customers yeah. on the business. Like, dude, that's not a yeah. real person. Like, yeah, it's tough because yeah. That- it's yeah, and 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 you know not blaming the the platforms at all too because if if they don't do that, then they still get shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If they do do something about it, they get shit. Yeah, yeah, but stuff going on. Yeah. but. Why we're talking about this is recently Meta has been starting lawsuits chasing the the, the companies down that leave these fake reviews mm-hmm. and suing them directly. And, and that's huge. And to be clear, that, that has huge. absolutely never happened in any yeah, capacity. It, like yeah. never has one of these big social media companies taking taken cla- like l- actual position like that against people spamming or putting up fake the only other comparable would be facebook trying to pull down fake news or whatever it might be like companies that are putting out bad content and things Mm -hmm. like that but never before have they done something like this right yeah it's it's the first time that they themselves are standing up for the little guy and they're not bothering the little guy. They're they're not saying, "Hey, you need to be involved in this." No, you got to be in our partner program. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're taking that stand, and they themselves directly are chasing these people down, suing them, or or potentially making sure that they just can can never access the platform again in, in this way. They might change up their review mechanism to make it. A, a different way where spam bots can't easily go yeah. in. Um, they're they're tackling it pretty pretty hard, but yeah, that's you know that's a major news point that's you know uh, not known. It it yeah. very recently it came out, and it's it's been happening behind the scenes, but now with more and more companies being being targeted and and actually being found, I, I'm yeah. talking about the bad companies that that did this kind of business. It's becoming known, like oh, like 
you know, holy shit, like Meta's coming after yeah. us now. It's not the it's not the mom and pop guy that's never going to find us. No, it's the engine itself that will find you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, like that, uh, what was it? What was it? Liam Neeson? That that that, that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 will find you, yeah. and we well, will good, kill though. you. Like, yeah, it's, it's very good to bring that up because <laughs> people have a lot of anxiety, especially small business owners. When they get a review like that, yeah. it can be a very um, like it's an emotional thing. It's like, man, I worked very hard to get a five star rating, and I just got some random one star. Now I'm down to four point eight, like everyone else, or whatever. And people it see is. that, and so hopefully this puts some mind at minds at ease. Yeah, yeah, and, and the other giants will follow because if Meta did it, the other giants will follow. So Google will go through something uh, similar. Uh, Google has something uh, that Facebook doesn't right now. So uh, you know, there's there's different versions of it. So uh, for example like let's say like through like a google link uh you someone left a spam review on your zillow you know because they have different plugins where it it compiles reviews uh so google has partnered with these different people where they encourage uh you to track down who left that spam review uh so like you know if if it's through that uh, zillow and google tool what they'll do is if you open up a lawsuit and you go to them and say, hey, I have an open lawsuit to, to find out who this person is, they will release which person's like email address it, it, it came from. Wow. Yeah. So they're doing things behind the scene, too. That, that, that was a little confusing because it's very hairy. Like it's you can't. Privacy you, rights. Yeah. You, you go through so many different support tickets and things. But um, I have heard of that being done, um, especially with some real estate companies that just get the spam. Property uh, management companies especially yeah. get it like crazy. Yeah, so uh, there is that avenue. It's still new, but hopefully Google just follows something like, like this where it's they're just open about... Or maybe they just display the email address and, yep. you know, it's uh, not on the review itself, but if there was a problem where someone support, like someone submitted a ticket to potentially have that review flagged, then the person that left that review should have their email exposed. Yeah. Like if, if you're, you're going to review a real business that's offering a service, then, hey, yeah, you have the freedom yep. to do that. But that business, if they don't agree with it, they should have the right to at least figure out who you are. Yeah. So right? they can reach and out and ask you potentially, to Potentially, yeah. Like, I that, mean, how can you leave a battery and then like not give the business a chance to at least help you? And worst of all, how can you just be a spam review just targeting businesses yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. the businesses can't do anything? Like they can Because be- that's a competitive yeah. competitor. And that do was it all the, the time. case too. Like if people don't know it, you couldn't do anything. Like yeah. you, you flag these reviews, yep. but same thing with Yelp. Yelp's another time. one. There's yeah. some certain way, there's best practices, but still at the end of the day, you're beholden to yeah. there's no way to just take it down if yeah. it's fake. Yeah, like Airbnb, oh, those are the same same way. Yeah, although I will give Facebook uh, meta credit because they've actually been trying to do right by this for for a few years. If you remember a few years back, you used to actually be able to leave like a re, like an actual review yep. on a page. Change it to recommendations. Yeah, they changed that to recommendations, and even the recommendations now you have to go through a handful of. Um, it, it's almost like multiple choice. It's like choose while you're recommending, and then you have to go through a submit, and then it publishes your recommendation under like, hey, so and so recommends this business because of you know, professionalism, punctuality, whatever the trait may be. But they've made it so that it's, you know, it prevents these bots from auto doing it mm-hmm. because, yeah, uh, 
these companies just rose to to power where you can be like, hey, hundred bucks, go leave fifty bad reviews on this guy's, and that that poor guy couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, because there was no avenue of reaching out, and and then they reach out to Facebook, and Facebook is run by you know a computer, a computer's running, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, is yeah, responding yeah. to yeah. you. So there was no avenue. So it's it's really good that that you know they're they're taking that stand. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes because it's always going to be an uphill battle when you're working on a free platform that all you need is an email to create a new account. It's like, even if you get that one yeah, taken down, right. you're, it's always going to be that uphill battle. Yeah, it's like, it's like whack-a-mole forever. It's like Michael Scott from, like being like, I have unlimited names and I can just keep creating businesses. <laughs> you know, it's like that same yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. So I'll no matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hopefully in the future. It, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that actually that, that leads us into another point where um, they are. Yeah. Well, they're cracking down heavily on anything that does not seem to be what it is. And what, and what I mean by that is we've, we've had like, you know, a few recent clients that are new that asked us, Hey, is it worth keeping my personal page? Like the, the main page where I just share the business stuff or should I make a business page? And, you know, there's, there's so many right answers to that. Uh, But recently what we've been seeing is you definitely do need to make a business page. I know it's hard starting from scratch. I had scratch. that conversation yesterday. With yeah, it's someone. hard starting from scratch, but it's uh, Facebook is cracking down on those personal profiles that are posting business content and then suspending them because hey, you're supposed to be a personal profile. And this says, you know, Michael Law. Yeah, you're. Like, you're that's ov- not a first and last. Yeah, you're year, avoiding. So down. Yeah, you're you're kind of just avoiding all those guidelines and trying to. So they've been cracking down on that. You might be doing everything right. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you're you're publishing spam content or annoying anyone, but it's just not how you're supposed to do it. Yep. Yeah. You're not supposed That's to just add people pages. as friends personally and 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 act like a business. Um, so yeah, def- if you're out there, you listen to this. If you're you know just starting out, definitely create the business page. Totally. If you need a starting audience, go through and invite all your friends and just um, you know bring them over. Uh, so, Hill, let me ask: Why is that important? Because I've had clients ask me that. I'm not the marketing guy; I'm the video guy. So, can you briefly touch on why that's important? Like, why is that distinction so important? Besides all of, you know, obviously the bots and stuff like that. Well, number one, if if you don't do that anymore, you're going to get shut down. Yeah. Um, sooner or later, because they're going to attribute your behavior to being that of a business and not, and, and not a personal profile. Uh, so that's number one. Um, and then there's other benefits of having a business page, such as the ability to run ads yeah. down the road. We've been right? saying this for yeah, the ability to run one. ads, campaigns to drive additional traction, uh, the the ability to scale those even further into, you know, conversion-based ads and pixels. And, you know, so you lose that entire ads functionality if you if you keep it a, a personal profile. Um, Plus you the, know, the suite of insights and suite publisher. of insights, data, publisher. There's so many business posts. functions that continue to evolve. It's not like they've not made any progress on that. So they keep making those better. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the new content planner in uh, awesome. business suite. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, now you can schedule out the you know the Instagram post. They released that about a couple years ago before you weren't even able to do that. So they've just... They've done everything right for businesses, and and they really are trying to uh, keep keep making a stand on just business, you know, first for like the pages and how to help even the little guy to the big guy. So and they would have a leg up. Is, at the end of the day, is what you're saying they're going to have the biggest. Yeah, leg you up. you want to tap into those tools. They're free if you're into it they're for free. the long term. Right. If you're into because <laughs> Facebook, you know, Meta, 
Instagram, it's not going anywhere. So long-term, it makes sense to at least start a business page. You don't have to delete your personal page with right. 1,600 likes tomorrow, but we should start that transition today. That Today is the best time to start that transition. Right, and it's it's easy. You just have to invite, you know, if, if, if you have 5,000 friends, it's just invite them. The, the ones that care about your business, they're going to they're gonna accept it. If you're so proud of your personal profile where, where you think, hey, I have this base developed. I have all these people that love me. Prove it. <laughs> it's like, just, just invite them. You know, it's, it's a simple click of a button, but like, why would you lose out on all these capabilities of, you know, being able to grow, leverage ad tools, data, create custom audiences, lookalikes, like, like, why would you miss out on that? Yeah. You know? And I think there's diminishing and returns on posting <laughs> only business stuff on your personal account too. Like eventually all those personal friends that you look at as like, oh, my organic reach is going to go down if I make a business page. It's like if you're only posting about your business on your personal, eventually those returns are going to, the audience is going to diminish. Whereas like, if you're posting very consistently on the business page, maybe one in 10 posts, like the really cool post you put on your personal account, it's gonna do people are going to be like well. way happier for you because it's like every once in a while you're sharing something you're proud of from the business page and then you get more people to go follow the business page. Yep. Totally. I think that's good. Anything else that you guys want to cover? I think that's it for today. I'm good. Not for me. All right. Solid. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Sweet.